Nabra Talk is brought to you by Nabra Productions. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes at Nabra Talk for all of our latest news, updates, and episodes. Hey, what's going on, everyone? You are now tuned in to Nabra Talk, the most culture-shifting podcast of this generation. I'm your host, Gina Genius, and today we have a very special guest with us. He's an alumni from Temple University, a musical artist, and a fourth ward native from Linden, New Jersey. Please welcome Dante Carter, a.k.a. Catching the Vibe. Yo, yo, what's up, what's up? What's going on, my brother? How are you? I'm doing real good, man. The sun is shining. It's a Saturday. So, I can't complain, bro. How are you? I'm doing very, very great. I'm very happy to, uh, to have you on here. Definitely, man. It's a long um, time coming. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here, man. So we're going to get into our key acknowledgments first and foremost. So I just found out yesterday on Twitter. Y'all know I'm always on Twitter. Um, Jamia, I hope I'm saying this right. It's, it's either Jamia or Jamia, J-A-M-I-A, uh, the African e-commerce company, which is like the African virgin, version of Amazon. Um, it just hit the New York Stock Exchange, which is like Tough. the first african-american company to hit the stock market pretty much it's currently valued at 1.5 million dollars this is the first african uh, tech startup to go public so i looked at it on the stock market it when i first when i read the article it was like at 1450 right. it's worth like 20 dollars now right. it went up so it went up like 75 percent or something like that but pretty much when i when i saw this it was um it gave me some inspiration facts, facts. Um, because tech is very important. Mm-hmm. If there's that's, any, that's the future, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get my I got two younger brothers. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, get them into to that type, you know what I'm saying, that type field. Cause, yeah. You know, a lot of this other stuff, it, it <laughs> won't be around too much longer. Exactly. You know? Tech, I mean, tech can, you can go anywhere with tech. Right. 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 You, if you learn how to do an app, you're good to go. Yeah. And, and, you know, I talk about this with my boys all the time. Like, what kind of app would you prefer making and i know one of them he was telling me about one app and i was like man that app ain't got no value but they were telling me like no it does because there's people there's always going to be a group of people for that exactly and they're right so if you can find your market you make an app for that you find a million people to Mm -hmm. download your app bro you good to go man that's just tech so that's all in afro tech um i do like um i recommend my african-americans and my black my black people always go into tech try to see what you can learn into it um there's different ways of getting yourself into tech there's um seminars there's events you just go into it also i was telling my coworker the other day you can learn how to code and how to um create websites and stuff like that just on your phone like they have apps like remember when we was younger yeah. Um, we didn't want to buy apps. Right, right. Like right, we didn't right, even right. want to buy the right, dollar right. apps. <laughs> right, right. At twenty five or older years old, bro, you have to be willing to spend ten spend, bucks yeah, yeah, on an app that'll teach you how to be Especially an expert. Teach you how to code, man. Word. That's like they got crazy, apps that's bro. like twenty bucks that'll teach you how to do C C plus plus and all that. Right, right. And it's like okay, if you don't have if you don't have twenty thousand dollars a year to go to school to learn that, or if you don't have the five grand to take classes and stuff. You got ten bucks yeah, you got for 10 an bucks. app. We're, we're all in you, the time, right? Exactly. All you do, you you spend the ten dollars, and then you make your own schedule to learn it. Every single day, you probably gonna have to put in more time than you would if you were to go to class. Right. But it's it's a small investment for something big. Like yeah, you, once you learn you that, have, yeah. you can make anything you want. 
Um, my next key acknowledgement is related to sports. Um, you're into sports, right, Dante? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool. So after 16 years in the NBA, my favorite basketball player of all time, Dwayne Wade, has officially retired. He retired on Wednesday after his final game in Brooklyn against the Nets. Um, Dwayne Wade's career is definitely something we could take note of because of how he established himself as an athlete on and off the court. Um, aside from winning like three NBA titles, a finals MVP, a scoring title in 2009, an Olympic gold medal in 08, D. Wade has set the standard for what it means to be a leader as a professional, a teammate, um, and, you know, like, yeah, as a professional and teammate. So people of his character are rare. Definitely. Would you say? Definitely. definitely. Um, so it was a pleasure witnessing his greatness. Like, I know he, he doesn't have, like, the stats in point wise because of injuries right. but for someone who's who's been um who's had the injury burden for his whole entire right, career right. and to have a career like his it shows you like he's he's a different breed yeah, imagine if he didn't get injured yeah definitely i mean really i mean he's really the reason he really taught lebron how to win you know yeah. what I'm like he, he really did that you know what i'm saying you can't that's something you definitely can't take away from him. and he's definitely better than paul pierce let me just say <laughs> oh yo yo say that for the record he's definitely better than paul pierce i went to the game on wednesday right oh word word i went tough, to the game tough oh, that was crazy they yo mind you paul pierce played for the nets mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he's got a screaming paul pierce sucks <laughs> paul pierce sucks do you know how much hate people got to have towards you <laughs> to say that? Even if even when you played for their team, mm-hmm. bro, I was I'm still I'm like, yo, this is crazy. crazy. But that's Brooklyn though. Yeah. Feel me? I think fans who would do that would be like Brooklyn would do something like that. Right. Boston would do something like that. Philly, Philly would Philly. definitely do something <laughs> like that, yo. But yo, that's but Paul Pierce needs to understand like they said he 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 wanted to be asked. He wanted to uh, get asked that question. He wanted right? to, he yeah. Because won- yo, when that happened, bro, I was so confused. I'm trying to look at all the videos. I'm like, bro, who who brought that up? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, did he just like did he just do that himself, or like who who thought to ask him that question? Bro, he said me without a question. I'm like, without a question. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Come on, no. Nah, nah. And then <laughs> they put up all the stats. And he nah, just sat bro, don't there. talk. He was like. <laughs> Damn man, yeah, it's like come nah, on, bro. Yeah, you yeah. you, you know you set yourself nice. up, and it's you like it's up. like you're not even trash, right? Yeah. You have a ring. You were one of the best forwards definitely in the league. Clutch. I'm not a Paul Pierce fan, right. but he's definitely clutch. But I mean, but come on, pe- you took turn on the tape. You you set yourself up for disrespect. <laughs> yeah, definitely for and wild shit. So now wild you gotta shade. you gotta go under a cave for yeah. a little bit <laughs> weird, and weird. come back <laughs> out when when everything he is to, settled. You need bro. to go cut that stubbly shit off the side of his face. Come back when <laughs> oh you, when your shit is goodness, full, Paul Pierce. So <laughs> now I became a D Wade fan. In 2005, 2006. Right. Um, primarily when I was watching the finals, mm-hmm. right? So I'm watching the finals. I was probably like, 10, like 11 years old. Right. And I just see like, I just see some dude wearing number three, of right. course, balling. Balling, <laughs> bro. I'm like, yo, who is this guy? <laughs> right. So after they won, I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Wade fan. I'm mm-hmm. a Heat fan. Now, people would say, oh, but that don't count, or they would say, "Oh, you only became a fan because such and such." My, my my question is, how, how else? Who how else? Yeah, yeah who else? you want me to like? You want me to like? Um, the dude, the, like, the, the role they, player on the. They de- want you to like the Knicks because you live in the tri-state. No, it doesn't like work that, that way. Yeah. It don't work no. that way. You <laughs> like the guy who's balling. You right, like the team right. that's balling. 
why are there so many Golden State Warriors fans now? Because they're oh, balling geez, for the last nice. four or five years. Right. That's it. You're not going to like the team that's buns. It's like, oh, I, I ain't going to like them. I'm going to look for the team that isn't that, that, that has potential to be great, and then I'll see where it goes from there. Well, good luck because they may never be great. Word. You yeah. feel me? You, isn't, isn't, is th- there's nothing wrong with hopping on the bandwagon. Now, my question to you is, right. what makes... Um, what makes your favorite player your favorite player? Word. So I would say for me, one, I have to identify with the player. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to see some, you know, somewhere, you know, me some some type of way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if we're talking basketball, like, of course, like my man was AI. You know what I'm saying? At a point. You know what I'm saying? Being a smaller dude. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. of course, of course, rocking with AI. You know what I'm saying? Who else? Um, I say right now, I like KD. And I would say that because, uh, you know, other than, you know, kind of seeing myself in, in the player or, you know, seeing similarities, but I like guys who are like completely unique. You word, know what I'm word. saying? So when I, when I, you know, when I was younger and I started, to, you know, to see Kevin Durant, when he was with the Thunder, when Russ was there, when Harden was there, you know what I'm saying? To see somebody his height, you know what I'm saying? Not only be able to shoot the way he did, but also be able to handle the rock. <sighs> take it to the whole you know what i'm saying it was something like you know i used to say all the time like yo, he's like the the black dirk for real yeah. you know what i'm saying he's just you know that same size same shooting ability but he's athletic and yeah. he can you know he got handles and stuff like that you know what i'm saying so but i mean if we, if we want to talk about football like somebody like steve smith who's one of my favorite players for a minute you know what i'm saying again like a smaller guy you know what i'm saying but he still balled the fuck out you know yeah. what i'm saying it was like wild tough you know what i'm saying all that so i'll say definitely you got to be unique mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying for me like you had to be able to do something that all right you see he like nobody else can do that type mm-hmm. of thing yeah. you know what i'm saying and then also like i like players who i can identify with either you know either if they're like undersized players or if they're you know are their swagger as well you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah. so that's like you know one of the reasons why like i'm a i'm an eagles fan you know oh man so we, we can't I, be friends bro I'm a Cowboys fan. That's what we gonna. Oh no! I gotta Uh, get up. I gotta leave the show. No, oh man! I thought she was gonna say Giants. I was gonna be able. Okay, I can. I can deal with it. I'm a Cowboys fan. Y'all, he said Cowboys. Oh my goodness! I know. I know. You see the the development in our team. I know. You know what's coming, bro. Back, you know okay. what's coming. Back to my point. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Like when I really when I really started rocking with them. Was when they had like Shady McCoy and they mm. had D Jack and they had Vic, you know what I'm saying? Like I always loved Vic from the beginning, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I had the jersey, I had the sneakers, both the sneakers, Damn, you know sneakers. what I'm saying? I had the sneakers, bro. So, so yeah, so you know what I'm saying? So a lot of you know a lot of it is swagger for me, me being able to identify, you know what I'm saying, with the person, you know, and, and just like uniqueness. Nice. You know what I'm saying definitely, definitely not Cowboys. Anything. Oh man, he, it's just another, just another hater. I'll That's say, all. I'll say this. I'll say, who did y'all just sign? We, we, we got, we, we locked I down seen, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some, y'all got some crazy jokers on defense. I will we say that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all front, the front seven, defense. the front seven is crazy. I like Zeke. I say Zeke is probably the most tolerable Cowboys player. In my lifetime, I would say. Word. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, That's like, a lot to say for Eagles. <laughs> man, it's, it hate, it pains me. It pains me to say it, but you know what I'm saying? Zeke, you know what I'm saying? He yeah, balls. Yeah. He balls. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like I'm like Stephen A when it comes to y'all. It's like, y'all, it's gonna, <laughs> something's going to happen. 
something's gonna oh, happen and it's brother. not gonna work y'all you know want saying? something to happen that's what it is it's not even it's like from experience dog like you feel me experience right. tells me it's you know 29 of the teams do they not fail or succeed just like we do but nobody has okay i'm i'm gonna just put it out there so everybody understands why people dislike the cowboys so much it's not because you know okay of course every year is gonna be 29 losers sure Nobody has the type of like press around them as the Cowboys do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Jerry Cowboys Jones can fault, really though. suck. But we are right, really we, suck. We, and we they have, gotta talk about the Cowboys. Okay, so we have that press because Jerry Jones is a marketing genius. But True. at and least I say he's also the reason why you guys are haven't won a, a chip since the nineties <sighs> and y'all probably won't win no, one. No, stop it. Look, we we're a big marketing team, right? But at least our players aren't in the aren't in the media like that. Like you know how the Lakers, they're in the media, but they are trash. Like yeah. we're in the media, I but we're like good. I feel like you guys are the Lakers of, of like no the NFL, someone like, yo, like, Keon, like, yo Keon like, said the same thing. I'm like yo stop saying like, that. You guys bro. are definitely that's a no, great comparison. No, that's <laughs> terrible, bro. Because we win. Like, you were good. You were good. <laughs> we're at still one point. good. <laughs> we won what you 10, know? 11 games last year. The Lakers. You know what I'm saying I mean we, you know you know we got you know one another you know a Super Bowl with a backup. Oh you know brother. And we're that backup. Won a playoff game. Where's that backup now? Doesn't matter because C Dub was he's about to win MVP. Huh, Before man. it got hurt. Come on now. I'll have what you're having. So I, I asked the same question about favorite players on social media. Right. And shout out to my boy Seven Breed, um, up and coming producer. He his answer was the love they have for the game, the hard work, you know, like D Wade, he played on both ends of, of the floor Definitely. and how they carry themselves outside of the of, of the sport as well. And that's true, one thing true. I really loved about D Wade. He well, never right. came up. Well, um, you never seen him in the news for something that's bad, that's you know. True. That that's, that's very true. important. That's right. why I like Steph Curry also. Right. Um, uh, story of Eve, um, Ibrahim. He also said to him, um, their effect on the game and their drive, work ethic, and ability to defy the odds. My his favorites was of course LeBron, Muhammad, and Kobe. Sure. All right, so we're gonna do um, since the NBA playoffs start today, um, we're going to do our series predictions and um we'll see how how good they are once they happen what you want to start off with the western conference or the eastern uh conference? We, we can start west we can start right. west so golden state warriors versus the la clippers i say golden state in four damn you're I not like, gonna I give like, the clippers one I, I, I mess i mess with lou will you know what i'm saying but it's too the warriors like locked in playoff mode warriors yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Warriors in five, okay? Because Clippers are actually pretty good. They actually they're one of the best three point shooting teams in the league. Um, and the Warriors, they're 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 the Warriors, but I don't think they're gonna go on that run where they just sweep through everybody. I, hear I don't you. think so. Yeah, so I'll give I'll give the Clippers one game. Um, Nuggets versus San Antonio Spurs. That's gonna be interesting because, like, I feel like, I feel like the Spurs are kind of like the Patriots of the NBA type. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you can't. Just when you think there's no way, there's no way, you know what I'm saying, they come and they, you know what I'm saying, they end up winning another trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say whew, they're facing Denver. Ugh. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to say upset. I'm going to say San Antonio in like seven. I feel like I feel like Denver's core is a, is a little too young. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jamal Murray is a baller. Jokic is a baller. Um, but I feel like just Pop's experience you know what I'm saying, coaching 
And I mean, at the end of the day, he still has two all stars yeah. in Aldridge and um, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And DeRozan doesn't have to play LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> who a, knows? Who knows? He might yeah. actually, you know what I'm saying, stay himself in this playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like the, the 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 caveat would be LaMarcus. You know what I'm saying? Because he's also another one who, like, doesn't really go all out, like, in the playoffs. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't, you know, necessarily show up all the time. Right. But I think out of all the, all the first round series, I feel like that's the, the, most, the most likely upset. Uh, I'll take... I'll take San Antonio in seven also right. because, again, like you said, Greg Popovich is a mastermind when Definitely. it comes to coaching. Um, Denver, they're still young. I feel like they are the up-and-coming team of the NBA. Like yeah. I think they're the one, they're the up-and-coming team without that super, superstar. Right, right, like, right. They'll, they, they're going to be a problem, and the way they're developing, give them like two, three more years, and they'll be like a, a competitor um, once you know the Golden State Warriors yeah, are out of the picture. Definitely, definitely so I'll give, team. yeah, I'll give, I'll give it to the San Antonio Spurs in seven. Cause and they're not like it's not like a big margin in wins. Like the yeah. when you look at the West, yeah, like once you get past those like first three, two, three teams, like they all similar. Yeah. They only the eighth seed is nine games away from the first. Seed. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not a big that's deal. Crazy. <laughs> uh, Portland versus OKC. That that's gonna be. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's that might be one of the better, if not the best, first round series. Whew. Portland OKC. I'm gonna say is Portland healthy? Is is, uh, is McCollum? Yeah, is McCollum yeah McCollum's fine. Oh, but they're the they, other that other big n- dude. Is it Nurkic? I think yeah, Nurkic. Yeah, but they have another. They have cancer, cancer. now, right? But cancer is not like cancer was better when he was, uh, he was in, OKC. in OKC. Yeah. Huh. 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 That's gonna be difficult. I think, I think that I I, I want to say it'll go seven. Um, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say OKC in six. I say OKC I was about to say that. Yeah, I'll give I'll give the Trailblazers two games. I don't like the Blazers in the playoffs. They don't have the right pieces, and right, they don't right, have the right too, style. Like as of much play. as as much as I think, um, Dame Dollar's a dog. <sighs> You know what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah, like you said, they don't have the right pieces. I mean, they got swept with the third seed and got swept by the Pelicans. You know what I'm saying? I understand AD is AD, but, like, so, you don't get one game. It's because so. the Blazers, they play a lot of iso ball. Hmm. They play a lot of iso ball, and they have two guys that can play iso ball. Right, so, right, it just right. goes, so they go back and forth. Like, they can drop 50. But what if but they don't? Exactly. Right. They don't drop 50. It's, it's over. over. You so feel me? Yeah. So that's the problem. But see, ah, but see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like OKC is the same way. It's you know the same way. It's like you got Russ, you got PG, you know what I'm saying? But Russ is like his worst year shooting the ball ever. He's already not a good shooter. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if he, if he's, you know, if he's off off, you know what I'm saying? Like who's going to make shots? You know what I'm saying? If he's and, off. And, and PG is not... He's not necessarily proven, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs. But what else? He was playing LeBron. Remember? True. But I mean, last year he didn't play LeBron. And what he had like like eight points in, in, in the closeout game. Yeah, or versus something? Utah, right? Yeah. yeah something, that was pretty something bad. crazy. Um the reason why I think OKC has the chance to beat, you know, the the Blazers is because they have they can turn they can fix their problems mid game. Hmm. Right? So if Russell it, it just takes it, Russell just has to understand. Okay, my shots not falling. Let me stop shooting. Right, right. right. So maybe take thirteen shots and let Paul George take the others, and then you get everyone else involved. Mm-hmm. Right, Russell like the, the the Blazers they can't really do that. Right, right. right? right. But 
Russell can just facilitate for he can he can facilitate for four games or, or in a series where he's not taking as many shots. When the when the when the Oklahoma City Thunder when Russell Westbrook has his triple double and he shoots less they're a problem. Definitely. They Definitely. are a problem. <clears throat> so he has to understand that. And it's like, you don't have to play hero ball. You got Paul George, bro. Right, right. You got Paul George. Get him the ball. You got Dennis Schroeder. I was to say, yeah, Come he's, he's going he's gonna to be the, the X factor. Oh, man. Yeah, if he drops, definitely. give him, like, if he averages about 15, 16 Word. points. Like, he, he can get you, like, 20, 25 any given night. Word. You know so, I, yeah, Oklahoma City has depth. They got defense. And they have two superstars, a solid big man. So I'll take them in six games, five or six games. I'll go. I'll go with six. Yeah. Now, Rockets versus the Utah Jazz. That's that's also interesting. Um, I feel like the Jazz are gonna give them fits, fits, fits. Um, just because of their defense. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, with Gobert, you're pretty much turning into a jump shooting team. You know what I'm saying? They have and to I make like, shots. Yeah, right? they have to make yeah. shots. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't necessarily think. I mean, I don't know, unless unless Harden can get him in, in foul trouble, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like, you know, I feel like Gobert is a good enough defender where he can, you know what I'm saying, he can kind of take care of that without yeah. getting himself yeah, in, yeah. in a foul Just trouble. Disrupting so, shots. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, the young bull Mitchell, I feel like he's he's going to be like like the next, like, Russ type, you mm. know what I'm saying, type of player. Um, damn. I'll take you know what I'm gonna take the Rockets just because I want to see the Rockets Golden State series. You so see that again? I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> but the thing is, I feel like either way it goes, even if the Rockets get out of that series, they're gonna be so beat up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? If they do end up winning, like they're going to be beat the hell up. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like and the, yo. So when I when I found out that they dropped from the second seed to the fourth seed, I'm like yo like. Chris Paul must have an omen or a curse on him or something. Is this Joker A never getting out the second round? Never. All right, so what's your prediction then? I'll say I'll say Houston. I'll say Houston does it, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like that series is going to take so much out of them that whoever they play the second round, they're they're not going to win that series. How many games? I'll say I'll say 7. 7. I'll say I think seven. yeah, I think this can go 7. Yeah. My thing with Houston is this. Um I I think they can. I think Houston will win in about five games. Okay, five games, Houston. But here's the problem with Houston: you have a point guard who isn't durable. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he can't last. It's just management, right? right. So if you look at Paul on um, Chris Paul's history, right. Every time you get to the end of the season, he's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Every time he gets in the first or second round, he gets hurt. Right. So that means his body cannot sustain right. that mo- that long, right. right? So what do you do? First, you manage how many games he plays in the regular right. season, right? So if there's 82 games, only even if he's not hurt, only let him play um limit him to about 50 to 60 games. Right. You, you'll, because you, clearly we've seen what James Harden can do by himself in the regular right, season. Right, right, right. Now, what does that do? When you get to the playoffs, his body's well rested and he hasn't played so many. His body hasn't taken that totality of, you know, beating, getting beat up in the regular season. Facts, now facts. you can fully use him in the playoffs. Facts. So that, that, um, that decreases the chances of him getting hurt 
in the regular in the postseason. Right. So I think that's what the Rockets should. I think that's the approach they should take, but they're not going to do that. So I think that's their issue. They don't manage his his um his his game times right. and his playing because people be like, oh well, if he's if you're not hurt, you could play, bro. The most important, if you know your playoff team right. and you know your player can't can't go get past the second round because he hurt, right? Manage it. I th- I think too is it's a I think too is is him though is Chris with like I think he has like an old school mentality. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like if there's any chance that I can be on that court and play, I'm gonna play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you know I don't know, man. That's why I want to be a GM for a team, bro. Yeah. I'd I'd have been like, yo. I get you, but you <laughs> no. can't play more than eighty. You can't play more than fifty games, and then when the playoffs come, the chance of us going to the final that's another what twelve to sixteen games. Right. So that's so that's only you gonna play only sixty six, sixty seven games a year, and you healthy, you'll be healthy. Because really, you're running around, you're you're jumping, you're doing all that. Your body, like LeBron's, is, is another example. You, he's been playing basketball. They said because he's gone to the finals, finals so eight like is like eight an extra years. three seasons. Yeah, something, yeah, something crazy. And right? Plus all the Olympics and crazy. Yeah, so that's like your, your body. You could say he's Iron Man, but still, bro, your body's like, come on, yeah, bro. I'm still tired. human. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come it's on, bro. <laughs> so when he found out, I'm sure when he found out he wasn't going to the finals. I mean, the playoffs. He was like, "Thank God." <laughs> I know he was like, "Thank <laughs> God, bro." Like we <clears> get it. Like yo, we supposed to go to the finals. Like, bro, he's been there eight times, yeah, man. No. I think I'm over, like, if you really think about it, yo, my whole, like, our whole high school and college career, he was in the finals. It's ridiculous. Imagine, like, from the time you're freshman in high school until you graduate. The, people, same, people, the same motherfucker is playing. Dude, the same bro. dude is playing. If you'd be like, well, he didn't make it this year, so he can't be nice no more. Crazy. Bro, like, first, all right, he got hurt, right? I'm sure when you get hurt, Again, stuff like that. Sure. It takes a toll on how you perform and how the team perform. It's a lot of stuff that went on in the yeah, Lakers. I mean, he's, that still, he's still average like 27, 27 and 7. Eight, eight. All right. You let me know who's going to come back from a groin injury and average those kind uh-huh. of numbers off rip. Right, right. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee Bucks versus the Pistons. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a quick that's a that's a sweep. That's a sweep, right? Yeah, this is crazy, yo. I've been <laughs> oh yeah, yo, I've been yeah. playing two K, bro. Oh my god, I swear that is the hardest joker to, to freaking defend. That's he don't even know. He don't even know what level he on, bro. He don't understand the magnitude of his. I feel level. like I feel like he's starting to get it now, though. Like Finally, he's first, right? He's, he's he's really starting to get it. Like if he if he actually learns how to shoot. Oh my. It's over. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over. Bro. It's all. It's already over. Yeah. But it'll really be. It'll be over. <laughs> when he was a rookie, you heard about that story? No. He used to. They said he used to get all his money, that his earnings, mm-hmm. and just send it to back to Greece. Oh, right. he had no bread, and he would run to practice <laughs> while he was in the NBA. Hey. I was like, wow, that's yo. A, yeah, that's a, that's a family man for you. <laughs> man, look. So, yeah. Bucks, Pistons, that's a sweep. Yeah, it's easy. Raptors, Magic. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, Sixers in Brooklyn. Ah. Hey, Philly, Philly, Philly. Listen. We not, listen. I just want to tell everybody, is there be no upsets with this series. You feel me? I got, I got <laughs> no upsets? Boys, no upsets in this series. Everybody say, oh, this is no. No. We're not going out. Nets like got some shooters, though. D'Angelo Russell? 
Who gonna stop it? Yeah, yeah, true. Jimmy Butler, what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Come on now. Come on. That's the thing is like, we did what we did last year. We didn't have Jimmy. We didn't have Tobias. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, definitely our depth is definitely a concern. Definitely, yeah. definitely a concern. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like you have <clears throat> close to, if not all-star level talent at each of your, your, you know what I'm saying? You're starting five positions with, you know, except for like the shooting guard position. You know what I'm saying? But listen, if if JJ's hitting shots, you know what I'm saying? You know, Jimmy's going to be clutch, you know what I'm saying, down the stretch. You know he's going to D up. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> ben, like, who's who's going to stop Ben Simmons? Word. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest, like, the biggest matchup problem in, in the league, really. You know what I'm saying? You got to see when he start, And when he starts shooting, it's Listen, I mean, he's averaging, like, 16 points and without taking no three-pointers. You know what I'm saying? Without shooting anything, like, you know, further than a 10-foot shot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I feel like, yeah, I, I'll say... I'll say Philly. I don't, you know, JoJo's health. You know what I'm saying is a little shaky right now. So yeah, I'll give, United. yeah, I'll, I'll give Brooklyn like maybe a, a game. I give, I give him a game or two. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. But I, I think, you know, I think my boys will prevail. Yeah, I'll give Brooklyn the one game at home, and then it's over for word, that. Word, they'll word. give, they'll have the little <laughs> celebration and more. Yeah, because I mean, you got, you know, everybody's like, oh, the pressure's on Philly. No presses on Brooklyn. I'm like, they, you know what I'm saying? Those guys haven't been there. You right, know what I'm saying? What, right. name, name, name one or two people on their team other than D'Angelo Russell. You feel what I'm saying? Who, Alan Crabb? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah they might, I mean, they, they might, like I said, they might get one off of effort and off of the home crowd, rah, yeah. rah, all that, but... You know what I'm saying? You not you not bring bring that bring that to the belt time. You know <laughs> bring that down, you know what I'm saying? Broad Street, South Philly. What about Boston and Indiana? That's that's gonna be a good one. I feel like Boston is shaky. Really more shaky than they should be, but also Indiana doesn't have their best player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'll say that I'll say oh, what do I say? I, I'll say the Celtics are probably take care of in about five. I think they're going to be a couple of really competitive games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because um, <clears throat> I think some, you know, I think sometimes with with Boston, their continuity gets messed up because they have so many, so many different guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so they, you know, they went to the to the finals without Kyrie last year. You know, the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, they're definitely a different team with him in there. You know, even though like he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you can make the case that he 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 may not fit that team the best. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like they still have some stuff to figure out as far as you know, as far as that goes, as far as their continuity. I think that's gonna hurt them. But you know, I mean, it's the first round. Like I said, if they have Vic, if Indiana have Vic, I think it'll be a little different story. I would still pick them. You know, but I feel like without Vic, you know, it'd probably be probably be five five game joint. I'll take the Celtics in six games. <clears throat> I think the the Indiana Pacers coach is good enough to at least go right. six games. Right. Um, so that was our NBA predictions. We have that on record. So um, you guys can't hey, I said what I said. Don't at me. Word. So if we wrong, we wrong. Word. But look, <laughs> who, do you, who do you think is going to? Now give me your Eastern Conference Finals matchup and your Western Conference Finals matchup. Okay. I say the Eastern Conference Finals matchup. I want. I say Philly and Toronto. Philly and Toronto. Philly and Toronto. Okay. What about um, the West? The West. I would say Golden State and shoot. 
Rockets. They probably not. They probably face the Rockets the second round. Mm-hmm. Wait, who's the second seed? In the, uh, the Nuggets. Nuggets. But I don't think they're going to get that <laughs> Yo, far. It might mess around to be like Golden State Spurs mm-hmm. or something, something weird oh, like that. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be crazy. But now I'll say, shit, now I got to look at the teams again. Golden State, Denver, Portland, Houston, Utah. You already said Portland's going to lose, right? Yeah, it might be Golden State and, and the Spurs. That would I'll be take crazy. That. that would be really crazy. I'm sick of seeing them win stuff or come <laughs> close to win stuff. If anyone can, can take out the, the Warriors, it's Greg Popovich. Nah, for sure. For sure. They probably would have did it, uh, you know, if, if Zaza didn't oh, sabotage. Bro. Zaza for cheap shot, like Skip Bayless said. <laughs> Let's see standings. Am I going to say the Spurs? Is that my real answer? That, I don't think that's my real answer. I think you. I think you want to see the Warriors and the Rockets again, but I it's going to happen. That series, soon. but that's that's probably going to happen in the second round, just just yeah. because of how the seating is. Right. You feel me? So I definitely have San Antonio beating Denver, OKC beating Portland, Clippers and fan they're out. Utah will be out. Either either San Antonio or OKC. I was going, yeah, yeah I was going yeah. one of those. And I want to see OKC versus Golden State because I feel like they could give them some problems. You think so? I think they give them some problems. I think, I don't, I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I feel like you have so much to deal with. So, yeah. so much. It's like, okay, you're going to put Paul George on KD, I would assume. That's still a mismatch. You know what I'm saying? It's right, still, because he's so freaking tall. He could just mid-post, you know what I'm saying? He shoot yeah. fadeaways all day. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, so you're going to put Russ on Steph. I still think Steph will be able to do whatever the hell he yeah. wants. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, Russ, Russ is Russ is very like rugged, so he'll right. He but, can give. He can but give I feel like I don't. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily look at Russ as 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 athletic as he is and as strong as he is. I don't look at him as like a like a great on ball defender. Nah, he's not. You know what I'm saying? They, they, so they, they hide him and stuff like that. Right, so it's right, like, right. So so even then, I I still think like. I don't know. I think I think people want that to be like a good series, but even then, I I feel like it's I feel like, like the Spurs. Games. I feel like the Spurs. I have a you know a give them better a better. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just just based off the fact that you know they're gonna play great situational basketball. You know they're not gonna make mistakes. You know they they're gonna be fundamentally sound. You know Facts. what I'm saying? So you know you you're gonna have to do the same if you're gonna beat them. You know what I'm Facts. saying? I think with OKC, you have too many you know too many question marks with Paul George. Is he going to show up? Is Russ going to be shooting well? Is he going to shoot too much? You know what I'm saying? And then we have all that firepower. Is like, you know, okay, KD's off. Okay, Clay might hit 30 points in a quarter. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then you, you have Boogie. Oh, man. You Damn, have Boogie. What? Damn. Oh, my yeah, God. They went in there. It's over. And yeah, It's over. Yeah. They're going to play it's the super. Bucks or the Raptors, and it's over. Oh, I forgot about the Bucks. Okay, no. Sixers, Sixers, Bucks. I'll say for my Sixers, my, Bucks. I'm going with Raptors, Conference. Bucks. Yeah, I'm going Raptors. Who do, Bucks. who do you think is? So who do you think out of those two? I'm just, I'm clearly I'm just saying Kawhi. Sixers because I'm a fan. I'm going with Kawhi. You know, yeah, I like yeah Kawhi. He's experienced. Definitely. Um, been there, done that. He's been there. He 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 just. I think the problem with the Bucks is they got injury. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it Chris Middleton who's hurt? Uh, I think so. Is either Chris Middleton or Michael Brogdon. One of them are hurt. I don't know who, but one of them, a key player in right, there right, right, right. is hurt. And 
when they when they when in the, in the playoffs the floor gets smaller, right? Mm-hmm. So when, what happens when they when they play defense and they start to uh, defend the paint? For against Giannis, like yeah, he's big. Oh, okay, right. well we're big, we're big too. So you're gonna have to start sh- knocking down some threes. Right. Giannis not a good three point shooter, so they will make you shoot, mm-hmm. right? And the Raptors, you got Siakam, you got mm-hmm. um, who else? You got uh, Ibaka. Ibaka. Come on, bro. They not like and Ibaka's right. been there too. Mm-hmm. He this Raptors are way more. Yeah, experienced. they have a lot of depth. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, yeah, so that's a, that's a really from. From top to bottom, that's a, that's a really tough I'll, team. I'll take the Raptors against the Bucks in the Easter Conference Finals, and it'll be the Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors. I think, yeah, I think that'd be a good. I think that'd be a really good series. But here's my under. Here's my under uh, take: Raptors versus the Spurs. Versus the Spurs. Ooh, I would. I would not watch. I would, actually, no. I would. I would watch for the story, but I would be. I would be very disappointed. Disappointed, right? I'll be very disappointed. You know what I'm saying. If, right. if Golden State were to lose, they would have to lose in, in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah, else yeah. would be like, bro, what? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what are y'all doing? What uh, are so when we re- when we return um, from this quick break, I'm going to give you guys my genius of the week. Find out who developed the program in their school that transformed the lives of many students for the better. We'll be right back. Never make moves, but y'all always look for credit. 
What's up, Nabra family? Welcome back to Nabra Talk. We have with us Dante Carter, a.k.a. Catching the Vibe. What's going on, boy? What's up? What's up? So before we went on break, I told you guys I'd give you my genius of the week. But before we go into that, Dante, what does a genius mean to you? So to me, I'll say a genius is somebody who you know we we was talking about favorite athletes earlier and that says you know something to the effect that somebody that's unique so i feel like you know if you're a genius musically or if you're a genius you know in science or whatever you have to bring something that's that's that one completely changes your field Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and you know i feel like it has to be looked at that person has to be looked at again as in okay only that person can do that you know what i'm saying so if I was just to say, like, real quick, like, for for music, I would say, for me, like, Stevie Wonder is, like, a genius, a musical genius, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who writes all his own songs, plays, like, any instrument that you can name, you know what I'm saying? Instruments yeah, that you, yeah. you don't even know exist, he plays them, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, I, you know, I just feel like somebody who has perfected their craft, you know what I'm saying, and has pushed their field to like the next you know the next iteration of you know what i'm saying whatever it's supposed to be type nice you know what i'm saying like you can definitely i feel like you know a genius in their craft like you can be able to to mark you know before this person came in and after you know what i'm saying like clearly like you can clearly see the difference once this person came in and did what they yeah. did you know what i'm saying it can't like completely change you know whatever everybody else was you know was doing type yeah i like that i like that so you graduated from Temple University yes, sir, with yes, sir, a, to you. <clears throat> nice. So you got you got your degree in media studies. Right. What was the transition like going from Linden, New Jersey to Temple University in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it was um it w- it was a big big difference. Um cuz you know like around here is is is, is like a little city it's like you're kind of like in the middle mm-hmm. a little city little suburban you know what i'm saying whatever like you have access to all this stuff but you're not necessarily in it you know what i'm saying um so you know but there it's like you can hop on a on the train the subway you could be like in a completely different like setting mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it looks different it smells different it, you know what i'm saying it feels different everything like that so that's something i really appreciated about philly was that you know, you can you can get all of these different places and it's not like, you know, you could be downtown in like 10, 15 minutes. You know wow. what I'm saying? You could be, you know, a South Street, like 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Not like, like the city is like, like too much. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're like in Manhattan, to, you know, to go to Brooklyn, you might be on a train for like 45 minutes, an hour. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You be on a train for 30 minutes, you still in Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel me? But, you know, there is like, you know, quick and and it's like it's simpler too. You feel me? Like, 
like New York got like 37 trade ups. Like, it's something yeah. crazy. Like Philly is like, you got the Broad Street line that goes up and down. You feel me? You got the L that goes from east to west. You feel me? That's really it. You know, so you got a couple simple. trolleys. It's simple. You know what I'm saying? Like it's good because you, you got that big city. You know, you got the downtown spots, whatever, different neighborhoods. But like I said, it's a little smaller, easier to get to or quicker to get to places. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not as crowded. You know what I'm saying? So. It was like I say my first year there, I didn't do too much exploring. You know, once you know, my second, third years when I really started to branch out, go to different places, you know what I'm saying? So it was a it was a little struggle. Um, like I won't like I, I got lost on the subway a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Like it was I remember this one time I went I don't I don't know if you know um Imani. Dark skin Imani. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so she went she went to the Arts Institute in okay. Philly, you know what I'm saying? So I remember I went and their campus is downtown. So I remember I went downtown to go kick it with her. And I'm trying to come back up to North Philly by Temple. And I got on the express train by accident <laughs> instead of the local. You know what I'm saying? Not, you know, not knowing, you know, what was what. Bro, I tell you, Philly is not really the place you want to be. You feel me? Get on the wrong train. It like, oh, there. but it get real different. It get real different real quick. And like, Temple was already like in the hood. It's already in North Philly. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. If you go a little little past it, then now you re- you really in a you know trenches. what I'm saying? Yeah, it was like yeah, and that night was crazy. I, I feel like it was so many like it was so many people out. You could tell they was up to no good, bro. Mm. Like, you could tell. I was just like, bro, damn, that's crazy. Just just get me home, Lord, just get me home, please. <laughs> What's worse, uh, North Philly or Newark? North Philly, for real. North Philly, yeah. I mean, I'll say, I never spent a lot of time in Newark. Like that, like you know, what I'm saying obviously, like I'm from here, but I never really, like I said, I never really spent right, time in yeah. Newark. I don't really have family out there, so I never really had a reason to be in Newark too often. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But from being out there, I'll say, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like reputation wise, I'm, I'm gonna just say Philly historically. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, I don't know, like the crime rate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Anything like that? But um, I, don't, that's I mean, surprising. I'll say I got, I got robbed at gunpoint. In school, yeah, and around like around campus. So, sheesh. Well, at least they're still alive, yeah, bro. Dang. Yeah. Well, what did you learn about yourself in college? <sighs> That's a good one. Um, I guess I, I learned that I'm really like adaptable. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you know, even though me talking about this transition, it didn't really. It didn't really seem as as I guess drastic or as crazy like in in real time when mm-hmm. it was happening, you know. So yeah, I, I say like like a resilience, you know, um, you know, just being because like I said, at the end of the day, like you're you're in North Philly, you know what I'm saying. So you still have to while you're going to school, because I never like. <clears throat> I never dormed either, so I, like I was always like in apartments. Okay, you know what I'm saying so. Like my first year, I was like you know like really close to campus, and then each year got to get a little farther, you know, <laughs> get a little farther, a little farther away. You know what I'm saying? So you feel me? Like by the end, I was like you know damn near like there was like not not too many students around where I was at. You know okay. what I'm saying? It was just mostly just North Philly. You know what I'm saying? People so just um just that i think the biggest thing though is like because okay so i got my degree in media studies but i didn't i, I changed like two three times you know what i'm saying like I most like of started words so i like started psychology and then i did african-american studies you know and i think that's where i found out the most 
about myself. I grew the most. I got the most, you know, fulfillment out of, you know, I mean, shit. I was only, I was only in that major for maybe like two semesters, like a like a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like at first, like I wanted to double, get my double degree in that and media studies, but it would have just been, it'd have been too much. You know, so I would say from being there, I learned resilience. You know, what I'm saying a sort of like you know, mental toughness. You know, what I'm saying just being in a city and 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 knowing how to maneuver. You feel me and not get caught up in you know what I'm saying in, yeah, in, in, in yeah. the BS. You know, what I'm saying whatever the case. Even though I don't know, because I feel like in that area, like I feel like you're more of a target. Like if you're white, for real, for real. You know, what I'm saying because uh-huh. then like because they they know you. They know you're not from there. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying. So it's like I don't know. With me walking around, it's like you know, I got dreads, I got the bob. He's like, you probably probably from here. You know what I'm saying? Like where this bob? Like yo, what the dude robbed me? Cause like he dead ass asked me if I had a strap on me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, there's no way you thought I was a student. You know what I'm saying? Asking me if I'm just walking around with with the you know what I'm saying strap. So this was daylight or nighttime? No, it was at nighttime. It was. I mean, honestly, I was bugging. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was like I was just with my friends too. I was just with with a group of friends. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they was going to another friend's house. I was like, it wasn't far, but it was like maybe three blocks, like mm-hmm. around the corner type. And I was just like, yo, let me like grab my coat or something like that. Let me put, you know, put some warmer on. So I went and grabbed my stuff and walking. And yeah, it just so happened like the street that, that our, our, our friend lived on was like dimly lit. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, like one or one or two, like one of the street lights was yeah. like out. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy, the craziest part about the story is that when I hit the corner to to get on the street, my friend's street, I seen one of the guys. You know mm. what I'm saying? I seen him. But again, at this time is when I'm like in the middle of my African-American studies, like that kind of journey. You know okay. what I'm saying? So in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to assume he's dangerous just because he's black. You know what, right. what I'm saying? I'm going to give it a bit of the doubt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? By, you know, by a black brother. He not, you know Word. what I'm saying? So I was like, all right. So, but at the same time, I was trying to like kind of, be aware of like where he was at mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so so yeah i'm just walking and then it was crazy you could feel, i don't know if you like can sense like you know when something's getting close yeah, to yeah, you you know, yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah, it was yeah. like you know i kind of i kind of felt something like you know what i'm saying like come yeah. up behind me and then shit, it was over you know damn son it was over at that point but so know, how yeah. how did he how was how were you able to get away from that so <clears throat> so it was crazy about that was it was like a string of like hella hella robberies like in in, in a couple week span you know what i'm saying yeah. so i don't know what it was that was going on in philly at that time but it was the beginning of the semester so i think that that was part of it you know what i'm saying so like i feel like people that live around there that that are used to like that school being there they kind of know the schedule okay it's like august mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying about to be september kids are coming back, you know what I'm saying, there's gonna be new kids each semester that don't really know, you know, what's what's around here type thing, you know what I'm saying, so, so yeah, so in my, in, in my experience, like, the, it was two guys, you know what I'm saying, one guy came up behind me, he had the gun in my back, the other guy came in front of me, was like, you know what I'm saying, give me everything, whatever, whatever, so, <laughs> the funny, the funniest shit about this story, though, is like, so, I gave him my wallet, I had like five dollars in my wallet, so I gave him my wallet, Gave him my what else? I gave him my phone, 
I had like some lip balm and like keys in my other pocket. You know what I'm saying? Bro, broke so, folks robbing broke folks is the. That's why honestly, thing that's ever, why bro. I'm like I'm not really tripping. I'm like, bro, I got five dollars <laughs> in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? You can't use my debit card because you're gonna be caught, right? As, yeah. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you do that, okay, you're not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you got my phone. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you know, the phone's not. That's not really that important. But 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 yeah. So when he, when he's doing all this shit, I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, bro, like. Let me get my ID, bro. Just let me, just let me get my ID so yeah, I go to yeah. class. <laughs> you feel me? He was like, "Alright, bro. I don't, I don't usually do this for niggas, but <laughs> I was like, what? You ain't gonna do that with that? That yeah, is crazy. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was interesting because I feel like, I felt like I wasn't like, like panicking. You know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, like what? <laughs> like this, this what y'all doing? But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. And then like when, when he was about to. When it was about to take off, he was like, oh, you got, like, what do you say? Like, oh, you got, like, 15 seconds to get out of here before I, before I let off some shot, you know what I'm saying? Some shit like that, so. Skedaddle. Yeah. That's I, crazy. I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not playing those games. Word. You feel me? So, so after after you graduated, what were your expectations um, after graduating college? You know, we all we all have the this idea of Word. what life is going to be like. Word. What were your expectations, and do you feel like you've met them? If not, like, why? Yeah, so I feel like, I mean, definitely not, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's not, you know, not too many people can can say that, oh, yeah, these were my expectations, I met them 100%, whatever. So coming out of school, I would say, <clears throat> so I spent, like, another year in Philly after I graduated, you know what I'm saying? So really, I was just trying to do my music thing, you know, I had the same job, I was working at like a, um, like a sporting goods store, but they only sold like Philly team stuff, you know okay. what I'm saying, so it was like just Eagles, uh, Sixers, uh, whatever, Flyers, Flyers Fli- Philly, stuff like that, and it was, it was, you know what I'm saying, I was making like, yo, I was the assistant manager, I was only making like, like 1050 or something, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. something stupid, you know what I mean, so it was just enough to pay my little rent, little bills, whatever the case, and you know, so I would go to work, and then when I wasn't working, I would I would just be in. You know, I had my setup in my room, like how you got it. I had my my mic, my little keyboard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that shit, and I would just do beats. I would record. You know what I'm saying? I would link up with other people. You know what I'm saying? So I was just trying to do the music grind, and um, and, and that was really it. You know what I'm saying? Just working, doing the music. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get like more shows you know get on more shows try to you know just branch out different you know what i'm saying because yeah. i was like i felt like i was just getting when i moved back i felt like i was just kind of getting my foot kind of in the door of, of that scene mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that was that was one of the reasons that that almost kept me there you know what i'm saying but at at the same time it was like i mean it was too much and and two like my living situation was crazy. Like, as much as I love Philly, <clears throat> I can't, <laughs> yo, when I tell you, like, I feel like every apartment I had out there, I had mice problems, guys. Oh, man. Like, that, that, that's regular. That's yo, anywhere. That's most, that's most apartments. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe I'm just a lot less tolerant <laughs> than most people, but, like, I feel traumatized. For the I, less, I just like, feel like no one should have to go through that, though. Yeah, for no real. Apartment it was, yo, it was, it was, it was bad, yo. Yeah. It was bad, bad, especially at my last place. It was bad, bad, bad. And, um, and it, it wasn't even that. It was, like, leaks and all, like, it was just crazy. And then the landlord was just, he wasn't, he just he was, was really, landlord. he was, like, a real slumlord type, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So... So yeah, so I I forgot what you even asked me. Well, I was just saying like, 
Just talking about like expectations. Oh yeah, yeah. expectations. So yeah, I mean, I was just trying to. I, so really, what I wanted to do was kind of like establish myself in Philly. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to, you know, live there for, you know, what I'm saying whatever, like in the next five, seven years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just like establish myself there first in that scene. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, go up to Jersey, New York. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, kind of kind of branch out that way. So, um, you know, but yeah, like I said, it, it kind of got so bad that I couldn't stay, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I, I felt like it was better for me to come back here, get myself together a little bit, and then try to go back out there, you mm. know what I'm saying? And, you know, put myself in a better situation, you know? So, um, so yeah, you know, so I mean, but, you know, when I came back, it was really like the, the, the goal is the same, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, the music is the, the priority. And the thing, too, is like, in this age, it really, like, it matters where you are, but then it doesn't matter where you are. You know what I'm saying? Because we have social media now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can you can make something. You can, you know what I'm saying, put the content out there as long as you got, you know, the right eyes on it. You know what I'm saying? Get your hashtag game up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can have, you know, people from anywhere, everywhere looking at your stuff. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to necessarily be, you know what I mean? And then, too, it's, it's like, it's good. Because I'm actually going back out there... Um, Next weekend, because I set up uh, a couple studio sessions, you know, okay. I'm trying to link up with, uh, well, I'm, I'm finishing my next project, and I'm trying to link up with a whole bunch of other artists, you know what I'm saying, because I want to do like a, like a compilation type shit, you nice. know what I'm saying, where it's like, not so much me as an artist, but me more as a producer, and then just other artists, you know, on there, so... I like booked the studio for like two days, invited like hella people, you know what I'm saying, to come through, fuck with me. So, I mean, the goal, you know, the goal is really the same. Have I met my expectations? No, definitely not. Um, and I feel like, you know, just like we was talking before, like sometimes life just, you know what I'm saying, that shit just punch you in the face, yeah. you feel me? So like when I came back, <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't know at the time, but like. <laughs> first came back like I started falling out with family members and you know what I'm saying and the job I was working was stressful as hell you know what I'm saying so I was just not really in a in a good mental spot you know for me when I first came back so that definitely you know my my production really kind of waned you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying it was just that luckily for me I had been putting in so much work like the previous two years that I still got like hella fucking music that still that still hasn't come out yet that I can still work on and you know what I'm saying put out do this like I just did um you know like I just put the EP out like like a month or like in like in February mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it's like those songs were like from like 2017 type yeah. you know what I'm saying type shit so it's like yeah we're gonna talk about those too so <clears throat> my genius of the week real quick um mm-hmm. since we were talking about like geniuses and I just wanna say like Regardless of how your life has panned out from where you started in college and how you're back here, um, you've made your own decisions. True. And your own decisions, they affect how you move forward. But you understand, like, the, the end goal is still the same. Because right. we, we all have a goal, and sometimes, usually, and I ask for about the expectations because I want to know your perspective on that. Because... Right. Sometimes when we don't meet our expectations, we get a little discouraged, right? right? right and it's right. like, I was watching something this morning about 20 years, people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. We all have these crazy expectations when we don't meet them by like 23, right. Right. 24, 25. We feel right. like it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world. Right. If you don't meet your expectations, the fact that you have expectations, period, yeah. you're yeah. on the right path, right? right, right, right. right. 
you're good. But if you don't have any expectations and you don't know where you're going, then that's where you should be concerned, right? You're really in trouble. So my genius of the week, um, it's about a principal in Newark. So in 2016, the Lights On program in Newark kicked off. Um, Lights On program is, um, is a program that keeps high school students off the streets after school. So the school remains open for students until 11 p.m. on Friday nights. Mm. The program provides, um, provides shelter, warm meals, video games, music studios for them to record. Tough. They could play basketball, and they could also practice like their cheerleading routines and stuff like Tough. that. So shout out to Akbar Cook, who is the principal of Westside High School. Um, Lights On has been a benefit for many students in North New Jersey. Um, Principal Cook is also responsible for implementing a program where students are able to come in and do laundry in order for them to have clean clothes. That's tough. So yeah, that's that's different. That laundry shit is different. Because yeah, he, he said so many kids were not coming to school simply mm-hmm. because they were being bullied right, about their dirty clothes, clothes and stuff yeah, like that. Wow. So it was like, yo, y'all could just come in. He he has a whole like laundry mat in the hmm. basement of the school. That's tough. That's and tough. My question is like, um, what does this say about princ- the principal? Like, what do you think this says about him? I mean, it says that he's dedicated to his community. You know what I'm saying? Just the fact that, you know, so when, when you was first explaining the program, I mainly thought of like I was in a program like that uh, in Seoul. Um, it was called 21st Century. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it was like they, they, they was, we was in there to what, like six you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just the fact that he has them in there to 11 is yeah. dope because, you know, in certain communities, like, you have parents that they're single parents. They probably work in double shit. You know what I'm saying? 14, 16 hour night. You know what I'm saying? Days all crazy. You know, but I say definitely when you, when you take it to, he got laundry for the kids. You know what I'm saying? So, now, now you're you're further innovating, you feel me, like, you know, a kind of thing that's already been established, you know what I'm saying? And not only that, but you, like, it tells that he's, like, in tune. He's Mm -hmm. in tune in his community as well. So, you know, I think you, sometimes you'll have people who are well-intentioned, you know what I'm saying, but they're, they're not in tune. So they might try to do things and it's like, okay, that was a good idea, but that's, that's not really what we need, right. for real. You know what I'm saying? So it, it shows that he's really engaged to the to the point where, okay, I know exactly what these kids need, and I'm going to provide them, you know what I mean, exactly specific, specifically what they need in this community. So, I mean, shoot, applause for that, Word. for that, brother. Shout out to <clears> Principal <throat> Cook, because I think the what I notice in him is this is what separates um, – leaders right. and followers mm-hmm. and certain staff members and everything because we'll go to school we'll, and then when, when we graduated from school we're like oh my god this is what our school didn't have why don't the teachers do x y and z mm-hmm. the reason why the teachers aren't doing it is because the leader of the school isn't doing it right he's the principal right so if the principal doesn't believe in implementing such a program mm-hmm. then neither will the teachers right, right. They're so their job and exactly they they're gonna go they're gonna come to work they're gonna teach and they're gonna go home at three mm-hmm. but if the principal says i'm staying here till five six eleven, 11. p.m on friday nights believe that's, me that's some that's teachers elite. if you have a 200 teacher staff in your school 10 15 of them will be like ah right, cool mm-hmm. i'll stay till 11 All i'll right. stay till 10 that's crazy you need you're the principal for a reason you make two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year for a reason you got bread to 
to, to, to make expenses to open up the school for an extra few hours. Right. And some perf- some teachers and some principals, they just don't feel like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, this is where you have to, I think this is where um, the importance of understanding why someone wants to be a principal. Because right. a lot of them, they want to be principals for the paycheck. Right, right. But you're a principal in a school full of students who need your help, who right. needs your innovative ideas. Right. And this is a prime example of that. Um, when we come back from our short break, we're going to ask um, some questions about Dante, and then we are going to have our number talk of the day. We'll be right back.
All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nabra Talk. I'm your boy, Gene the Genius, and today we have with us Dante Carter, a.k.a. Catching the Vibe. Yeah, what's up? So we, um, we've we been having a pretty good show, a lot of takes on basketball, yeah. yes, sir, yes, sir. school, education, and his experience um, from Temple University. So, But we're going to go in depth about your music, right? Because sure. he's an artist, and... We're going to learn a little bit about how you became an artist. So how how did you get into the music program? So I'll say it's, it started when I was like twelve. So I went um, <clears throat> I took a trip uh down south to go see my aunt, um my aunt my my mother's sister right. She has two kids that are like pretty much my age right. It's a, a girl that's like six months older than me, and um. She has a son that's like a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. So we all grew up, you know, until they moved, we were like, really like grew up like brothers and sisters type, you know. So, but my cousin, the girl, she has a voice. She can sing, you know what I'm saying? She got that from her dad. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I remember, you know, I just went out there just to, you know, see my cousins. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they moved away. I hadn't seen them probably for like a year or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I was just excited just to go see my cousins, hang out, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. You know, but um, but my uncle, my uncle is the type, like, he's the type of a, a cat, like, he'll he'll make you believe that you can do something that you've never, never done. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just has that energy. That's a you good know what uncle. Saying? Where, where, like, he'll just, he'll just have you hype about some shit. So, <laughs> I remember going down there, and then he was just like, yo, like, mind you, I hadn't even really, really got into music by that point you know what i'm saying i was still listening to just like regular regular stuff everybody else you know was listening to at the time mm-hmm. so he was like yo yo you need to you need to know you know you need to learn how to make these beats like yo like timberly he teach us like a hundred grand for the bean i'm saying is what that's where the money at it's like all this craziness so i'm like all right so you know when he's saying it i'm like all right it sound good but like i don't like what do you mean i don't play any instruments i don't like i don't know so I was sitting there. I had I had just got a laptop right that year, like for my birthday or for Christmas or something like that. So I brought the laptop with me. So I'm sitting there like on Facebook or something, you know, just whatever whatever kids do on on their computers. <laughs> and then um, so I'm just, I'm just sitting there, and then I turn around and he puts this disc next to me, and it was uh, the Fruity Loops program. So okay. So that's 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 really where it all started. Like that. Like and the crazy part is though, like that same week. We had went to Walmart because, like, down. I don't know if you have family down south, but like, Walmart is like the mall to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, For they real? get they get excited to go to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I mean, it's the country, so it's nothing like it's nothing around. That's you know funny. But you go, so you go to Walmart, and it's not even it's not even Walmart. It's super Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you have like restaurants in that joint. <laughs> like you got like barber shops in there, the nail salon, like all that inside Walmart, like legit. Like you know what I'm saying? Walmart. And that's really like that's like a date down there. <laughs> like you take your shorty to Walmart. No, okay, that that was spice. But they really, <laughs> they really know. They dead ass get excited to go to Walmart. Like that, that was like a thing. You know what I'm saying? So I remember we went. The one day, and that's when I bought my first, like, rhyme book, you mm-hmm. know, my first, like, lyric book or whatever. So, it really, like, all that stuff, like, making beats, writing songs, all that started, like, pretty much exactly the same time, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I mean, he, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I installed the disc, you feel me? That night, I tried to, now, at this point, like, I just had the laptop. I didn't, you know, I didn't have any kind of controllers or any cool headphones or nothing like that. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And again, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know how to read music. I don't know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about music. Really, you know what I'm saying? So all all this stuff, I'm just trying to, you know, learning by just playing with it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So for maybe like the first first couple years, 
you know, like it was just that. Like it was just something I would do every now and then in my spare time, just messing around. You know what I'm saying? Not really knowing what I was doing. But I would say by the time, by the time my freshman year of high school came, is really when I really started getting into it. You know what really? I'm saying? That's that's when I really started to like figure figure stuff out. Like as far as like okay, like okay, that actually sounds like a song for yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just being like random noises, just you know what I'm saying? Because that's that's really how it was a bit. Get it? It was just like a lot of random noises here and there, whatever the case. You know. But then yeah, but then the more I started doing it, it was like, okay. This is kind of cool. This is fun. You know, and then I started to learn more about it. I started to to listen to music differently. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I started to try to like pick up different things, whether it be drum patterns or like you know certain chords or you know what I'm saying stuff like that. Yeah. So try to pick up on stuff, and then like YouTube, bro. Like YouTube is like at the the amount of hours I spend watching videos on YouTube on how to you know how to do this thing, how to do you know what I'm saying all the different type of techniques or whatever crazy stuff. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I say, like, freshman year is when I really started to get into it, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, that year, I want to say, like, all my homies played football that year, you know what I'm saying? Except, you know, except me. So, it was like, shit, when I got out of school, it was like, it, everybody was, you know, and they would have practice at, like, 9 o'clock. It's so right. ridiculous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this got homework. Like, why, <laughs> why you have practice at 9 o'clock? <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so it was like, yeah, I didn't have anything else to do because all the homies was out doing their football thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I would just be right in my room, you know what I'm saying, just making beats. Making you know what I'm saying? Just making music, making music. Now, yeah. in 2014, you released your first project. What's the yes, name right. of that project? It's called Peace, Love, and Poetry. Um, what was the process like while working on it, and how do you think you've evolved since then? Yeah, so the, the process was really, I mean, it was long. I would say, like, by the time it came out, again, I had probably, it's, it, it was songs on there that was probably, like, I started like two years before that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was like, and I remember, okay, so I remember the, the process being like, at first it was like, I was working on like three different projects at the same time, you know what I'm saying? So 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 you talk about like expectations, like setting these crazy expectations for yourself. So yeah. it was like, I would just make stuff, you know, do sketches or have little ideas. And then I w- it would be like, I would put them in categories. or like, oh, this would be good on this one. Or, you know, I had different ideas. Like, oh, I want to do something where, it's just me, and then I want to do one where it's like, oh, me and my homie, we do like a clap thing, and then I want to do this one where it's like, you know, this kind of vibe, it's like more R and B vibe, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like, you know, stuff like that. So then when I would make stuff, I would put it in like those different categories, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing that, doing that, doing that, and I'm just like, something thing like, bro, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, so I was just like, all right, forget all that. I'm gonna just take whatever, all the best stuff from all those three things, kind of put them together, you know what I'm saying? And then obviously, you know. By by 2014, like, I'm in school now. I didn't, I hadn't started my media studies program yet, you know what I'm saying? So, th- so I hadn't, I hadn't gotten that knowledge just yet, but, you feel me, I was, I was in school, I was around other artists, you know what I'm saying, some more life experiences, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, so it was just, you know, I mean, it was just me really just going about life, experiencing stuff, you know, and then just trying to translate that the best way I could, and you know, and into songs, music, and lyrics. Right? Word. So, what's your personal criteria when it comes to like judging your creation of music? How um, do you know it's good or not? I just have to feel it. You know, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't try to think about it too much. You know, I like to, I like for my process to be organic. Um, and I, and I, I, I look at it like this. I look at it like, in order for me to make like one good song, I gotta make like. 
10 bad songs, like 15 bad songs. You know what I'm saying? So whenever, I feel like whenever I'm creating, I always like, you know, I give myself room to like, you know, to do whatever. Because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's like, if I'm just in this room doing this, nobody's nobody's here. Nobody's going to hear this or see, you know what I'm saying? Until mm -hmm. I choose to let them hear it. You know what I'm saying? So I try not to have too many, you know, criteria, like restrictions, you know, on myself while I'm actually creating, you know what I'm saying? I like to give myself a lot of freedom, you know, because then you can always, like I said, you can always pick and choose. You can always edit stuff. You can always go back and be like, okay, I like this line. I don't like this line. Or I like, you know, this thing. I don't like this thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, can, you can go by line by line. You can go song by song, beat by beat, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> the initial, so I mean, it's, it's, it's almost kind of like, writing a paper right and you know what i'm saying or doing a project in a certain sense like if you're just if you're just doing your notes you're just writing down a whole bunch of ideas mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you're just writing shit johnny shit oh that sounds good okay i like this i want to talk about this you know what i'm saying stuff like that and then you know you might have an outline and then you have your first draft you know what i'm saying and then you keep you know you keep refining it at, you know as time goes on you know so i say yeah so that's it all right so that's your yeah. criteria cool so do you have your ears on other people's opinions when it comes to your, like your work though? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you draw the line on their opinion though? Cause, cause my thing is like there's, there's a way to listen to people's opinions, mm -hmm. and there's also because sometimes people feel like they're giving you an opinion because they want you to develop your work, but sometimes right. they don't realize like, yo, what you're telling me is not really right. helping me. It's right, just, right, right, right. So how so, do you how do you distinguish that? Yeah, so so yeah, so that's that's something that I be trying to t tell people now is that like, and this is this don't even have to do with music. It's just just like in life. It's like when you're like you have to be careful because you have to ask yourself like like what is this person's knowledge base you know what i'm saying about like what am what am i asking them about you know what i'm saying so if i'm asking somebody i don't know if i if i'm asking somebody about math i'm not going to ask somebody who's like an english major about math stuff mm -hmm. he's not an expert yeah. you know what i'm saying so so it's like you all I, I always try to take it take people's opinion with a grain of salt you know what i'm saying i always try to really think about you know who they are and and this is like where the kind of psychology you know you know part of my education kicks in because it's like even before because it, it was a time where I was like super super extremely nervous to like play my music in front of people you know what I'm saying no matter how good I thought it was it was always even even now it's like I'd, I'd rather send something to you you listen to your own, your own and then get it back to me you know what I'm saying I think it's it's like I don't know. It's like invasive. I'm just right there, just looking yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, what I'm saying you get all their facial right, expressions. Right. You know, what I'm saying so. It's like then you know I found myself like a lot of times being really disappointed because you might have something that you think is really cool, and like as an artist, you know every you know what I'm saying like, if you're a painter, you know every stroke that mm -hmm. you did. You know what I'm saying. So it's like you know everything that you did for that, and it's like sometimes. Okay, I I like oh when it when a beat dropped in here or when when I took it out here like that's you know it's like that's the case shit and then you play it and then you just see the person just you know and that part comes on you ready for it and then yeah. you know you know what I'm saying like, so how do you not catch exactly that? exactly <laughs> so I, you know I caught myself like really being disappointed a lot because I wasn't getting the reaction that I was expecting you know what I'm saying that, and that's kind of an issue within itself could it be I because like. you know. When you listen to something, let's say when you listen to, when you listen to something you you never created, right? Like right. you're just a regular listener. Right. You listen to music or a movie you've right. watched. 
we don't catch those things until exactly. what, like exactly. a few times. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. one, we have to be able to be uncomfortable right. in that because I think that's important. Like watching someone listen to your music, um, it'll show you like it'll it'll it's it practices your whole um, how do you say it? It's like um. It develops your like your skills to be to be able to take like right, criticism, criticism and stuff. yeah, you yeah, know, for face sure. to face, for sure, for sure, you know, sure, and sure. that develops you as a business person, mm-hmm. as an artist, and just an overall human being. Definitely. So, um, yeah, like I'm saying, like when 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 they don't notice stuff like that, you can't really fault them because mm-hmm. we do the same thing exactly. when it comes to even exactly. with like our favorite albums, our favorite uh-huh. songs. It's mm-hmm. like we're not. Damn! Why I didn't catch this exactly. verse the first time word, I heard word. it? It's a, That's the same listen to thing, like a hundred, a hundred times. Trust you know what me. I'm so yeah, so I had to kind of like remove myself in that wig and just like just try to stay positive, right? Mm-hmm. Just or, or just try to you know take it for what it what it is, you know what I'm saying? And try to you know what, whatever good I can take from that interaction, just take it, you know what I'm saying? And now you know I find myself like kind of it's kind of like the opposite, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Now it's like yo like. Please, like, tell me this is bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell me this shit is ass. So, you know, so I know. You know what I'm saying? But I, I say a lot of times, like, when I, when I do a song, you know what I'm saying? I already in, in my head, I already am thinking, okay, this is the type of person that's gonna like this kind of song. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's like, and even then, like, I take that into consideration too. You know what I'm saying? So I might show somebody a song. You know, and then sometimes it's cool because, like, you know, you might show somebody a song that you think, like, yeah, he, he probably doesn't really rock too much with this kind of style, but then they're like, yo, like, that shit was crazy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, you know, it's like, you know, it's kind of like that that give and take, you know. But definitely, constructive criticism is, is definitely important, you know, but I, I, I think, um, I don't know, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm still gonna do me, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to the music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm still gonna do me because I feel like nobody knows me better than me yeah. you know what i'm saying it's, you know it's the best and, way and to that, put it yeah and in yeah. that kind of sense but you know just just learning how to not 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 take everything so so personally you know what i'm saying which is really 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 hard when you're an artist you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying it's something that you because everything created you create is from scratch like yeah. just for me it's like my baby you know what i'm saying it's <laughs> literally like you know what i'm saying so. but um yeah just just you know what i'm saying being like you said being comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah. you know what i'm saying and like you know just, just just taking it with a grain of salt and just getting getting what little you you can get out of it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh, yeah cuz i think with the whole constructive criticism a lot of people don't know how to actually give it yeah and that's so that's, that's another, another problem thing. Yeah, so that's it's another like, thing that's if you tell me thing. yo i don't like this song why? why? Right, don't tell right. me you don't like it because of the 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 um because it's R and B or because it's mm-hmm. rap. Because mm-hmm. I can be someone who doesn't like I don't know I don't listen to rock, right. but I can give you constructive criticism right. on your rock song. I ain't like the lyrics because it ain't rhyme, or I I don't like the way it uh it, you got into the chorus. Maybe you could add the chorus here mm-hmm. instead of there. That's constructive criticism. Right, right. But once you tell me yo, this is trash. I don't like. <laughs> That's not constructive criticism. Right, right. It's just first understand the artist, right? So you got to ask, all right, so what was your motive in this, mm-hmm. right? Then when you understand, when you get the artist's motive and why they created it, now you listen to it and you tell them, okay, I get where you're going. Maybe you should have done it this way. Because right. then, because there's a lot of people that say you shouldn't even do that. It's like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Why should I do that? Because that's not what the fans want to listen to that's not what listeners want to like i don't most my thing with that is there's not i don't really do things for people 
for everyone to listen to. Right, right, right. Because everyone has, there's an audience for everybody, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So if I create it, is one, because I wanted to, mm-hmm. now there is a way to create it too, right? And there's a great, there's a way to fix it and there's a way to to uh, continue to improve it. Definitely, as, definitely. And that's the way you, you give constructive criticism. It's the same thing with music. That's like telling Kanye or or Meek or Jay Z, yo, um, don't make R and B songs. Why? Because you're, you're a rapper, okay? <laughs> and what does that have to? Do? I'm an artist. Period. Right, they are right. they're artists. They're gonna make songs regardless if you guys don't like it or not. Right. It's the same thing. And like I said, people gotta learn how to give constructive criticism, and you also have to understand the motive of the artist. Definitely. And Definitely. and as an artist, you got sometimes you gotta tell them your motive. Mm-hmm. And if that person is not interested in your motive. Then they shouldn't. Don't worry about them giving you constructive criticism because they're not, they're 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 not interested in your um, in your uh, creativeness and yeah, who you are. So my next question to you is, who are some of your biggest musical inspirations? Well, so I would say, definitely Kanye West for sure. Um, I say Kanye, I'll say Drake even, you know, just from a um like a songwriting and like versatility standpoint. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that that joker don't miss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. Miss. Um also I'll say Timbaland. I'll say somebody like I say Pharrell. Um and some some other people like uh like um like Jay Dilla, like um like Q tip. Like he's a, he's a big big I I feel like I feel like I'm in I'm in that kind of lineage like like I I feel like you got Q Tip then you got kind of like Jay Dilla a little bit Kanye and then, you know what I'm saying like I feel like I've kind of followed followed that like Sonic I don't know you know that Sonic kind of lineage yeah yeah um Rizza also never um, heard of him. oh no Wu Tang. I'm not a big like Wu Tang. Well, he's he's like the producer for Wu Tang. Okay, you know, so um, yeah, um, who else? Even I'll, I'll say even like more current people, somebody like Future. I get a lot of just just from an energy standpoint. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like that. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, like his songs come on, like ah, yeah. you really want to go crazy. I ain't gonna front um, Future. Yeah, Future. He's nice like if you when you really really sit down. I feel like a lot of a lot of his greatness gets lost in this whole kind of anti, you know, mumble rap kind of yeah. thing. But he's really, really like a ridiculous songwriter. Yeah. He's ridiculous. He's really ridiculous. Like when I when I really knew, when it really hit me, like yo, this Joker is really different. Like when I heard "Turn Off the Lights" for the first time, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, this this joke is crazy. Yeah, future, future um, got some. He got some good stuff. Yeah, he, he got, got so he got some crazy shit. Like I, I still feel like March Madness is is one of my all time favorite songs. Period. Oh, no better. The era, no matter what, like that shit. Come on, March Madness for Future is intro in dreams and nightmares for Meek Mill. <sighs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much what that yeah, is, yeah, bro. March even Madness. though, even though living in Philly, I, like I have a certain like relationship with that song from living in Philly for that long. Like I don't know, that song. Like, Didn't you? Like my boy told me, Yardley told me when he went to college in Pitt, he would wake up to that. Like, bro, when every I tell day. you from. From when did that song come out? Like 20, 2011, 2011? Okay, so so that so that came out like right when I was getting in the temple. When I tell you, no matter 
from the time I got in the temple to the time I left, if you went out, I don't even mean to like a, a temple party. If you went out, period. They're playing that song <laughs> at some point in the night. And it's, it's, usually, it's usually like the same point. It's usually like they use that it's as like, like the, the climax okay. of like the party. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I remember, yo, uh, by like this, the fifth, sixth year, I'm just like sitting back like, bro, that shit will come on. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm sitting down somewhere. I got my drink. Oh, like, man. y'all can have that. Like, That's it's funny. Like, no, you know. No disrespect, you know what I'm saying? I love Meek, I love Philly, but god damn. Leave that song alone, Leave it alone. It's not a morning that didn't go by where they were not. He's not lying. He is not lying to you. He is not lying to you. I'm a Meek and fan, like, but I'm not waking up I'm, I'm every a, I'm morning, a Meek, I'm a Meek fan, too. <laughs> every morning, god bro. And, when, and it, was so, it would be so crazy because you would look at people and people would act like this is the first, like it was fresh, <laughs> like it, it just came out that summer. Like you remember the first, the first summer, like hot nigga came out, yeah, yeah, played out. You know, saying people were like yo, and like you know, much much respect to me as an artist. I I pray that one day I have a song that that hits that hits like, like that. that, right? Because it's but been what Lordy. it's been seven, eight years now. And I tell you to this day, wait. What's my man? What's the boxer name? To this day, yo. <laughs> to, to this, this day, day, to this to day, this <laughs> to this day. If you go to Philly, they are playing that song. That is like, if you, crazy, like, like again, bro. I'm going there next weekend. Yeah, guarantee you. At some point, while I'm there that weekend, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear that song. I really left the whole legacy with one song, song bro. one song, one song. One oh song. my goodness, yo! And that's the one out of all the other songs you hear. And I feel like, I feel like post. Meek Drake beef like Meek has really been like yeah. stabbing it. he's been dropping some crazy stuff yeah, like, yeah yeah word out of all the other songs that he got that's the one that you <laughs> will hear you know what I'm I, I feel think like he got be- some other bangers but I, like they, I think he has other bangers that that's better than that but word. I think it's just the way it came out that was his first album his debut album mm. um he, you know, MMG was like still word, together word, and all that. Word, it's just word, the time word. that word, it came yeah, out. Definitely, it was like that because if you take the intro championships now and you put that da- back there, it's still been crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's like this is the first one, bro. It's like that's your first child. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like you like all your other kids better, <laughs> but it's <laughs> like this, this, one, one, this, right, my, this, this is my first one, bro. But <laughs> yeah, um, in your in your perspective, how do you feel about? The way music has evolved well, in our time. Yeah, yeah. This, this actually, I was looking forward to this one. So, I, I would say, <clears throat> I, I feel like with us, we're, we're in a, we're kind of like in between realm to where is, I remember, I remember kind of like the old school. I don't want to call it old school, but like, I remember the like the rapper rappers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I feel <clears> like <throat> when I first started to. To, to really follow music was kind of like the last, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, my my first favorite rapper was T.I., you know what I'm saying? So, so going from that in, into seeing where where is that, where it's at now, yeah. it's not that I don't like it, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of the new newer guys that I do bang with, but it's just a whole different, it's a whole different vibe. Like, to me, <clears throat> when you talk about guys like, um, talk about guys like Juice World. And like uh, Trippy Red, and all, you know what I'm saying, little all the littles, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying, all this shit like that. I feel like those those <clears throat> kids are more influenced by like like alternative rock than than hip hop, really. You know what I'm saying? If what's what's the Juice World song? Um, I just in your shadows in my like he sounds like Green Day. He doesn't sound like any no. rapper. 
What, what's his song? The uh, I don't I don't know the name of it, but it's just like his only like really big. Is it hit. with the guitar in, in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. So and he he talks about like committing suicide because I don't because of the girl or whatever. But um even like like XXX, you know what I'm saying? Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Um yeah, like these all these kids sound like Green Day. They sound like you know what I was listening to on like VH1 waking up. You know what I'm saying? Z100. In the morning. <laughs> right. 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 Like that's what they sound like. Like little Uzi. All them saying all them niggas like that. Like that's that's where their influence is taken from. You okay. know what I'm saying? To, like to me, you know what I'm saying? Even even with the instruments, like it's so much like like before, like I said, coming from listening to guys like T I and like Jay Z and like Young Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? People like that, they didn't have a whole bunch of like guitar wrist, you know what I'm saying? Like now that's that's really all you hear. You know what I'm saying? Gonna whole tape is just guitar loop bass. Yeah, guitar yeah. loop eight oh eights. I know like that too. I like it. No, no, no. I it's definitely it. is 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 it's a good sound. You know, but you know, again, I feel like that's that just goes to show even more the influence. So it's not just it's not just the fact that they're kind of singing a little more than they're rapping mm-hmm. really. But even their beats, even the instrumentals, is if you take those eight oh eights out, you wouldn't you wouldn't call that a hip hop song. Right. right. If you would just play, you know, that guitar loop, you know, say whatever it is, you you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily assume that was about to be a hip hop song until you put the eight oh eights on that. You know. Yeah. So, you know, I think you know not not to bash anybody. You know, what I'm saying like I said, because it's you know I'm like I just like music. I just like good music. What you know, saying whatever it is like. I like, you know, that style. You know, I feel like I, I make some stuff that's that style. But I also still appreciate Boom Bap. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I also try to, you know, stay with that. You know, so I, I think everything has its place. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I think especially with <clears throat> with social media being as, as so prevalent as it is and, you know, extension extending from that, us having like streaming, you know mm. what I'm saying, and stuff like that, that that you know effectively is like replacing the radio. I feel like it's even it's even more space, you know what I'm saying, for all these different type of genres to kind of flourish in their in their own way, you know what I'm saying, you know. So, because you know, I, I say that because I I don't like when like older older people like bash the newer generation of yeah. artists, you know what I'm saying. Like <clears throat> I don't like that or. You know they complain about radio this, radio that. Like, bro, I haven't, I haven't listened to the radio for real, in since I was like in middle school. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. once I once I got an iPod, it was over it for was the radio. Over, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is like, cause like, and I remember like I used to talk to my dad about music like Pandora a lot. Pandora started that wave though. Right, right, right. True. So people need to talk about that for mm-hmm. real. You know, but like, I, like I remember I would I would be talking to him about artists. I remember he said something about Wale one time, and I was just like. Like what? And I'm like I'm not even like I'm not even like a really a, a Wale fan, you know Word. what I'm saying? But it's just like what he said is you can tell that all he really does is just listen to the radio. You know what I'm saying? He's forming his opinion on this artist. Just right. I'm like that's not even that's not even how this goes anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't listen to the radio and expect to you know to be fulfilled with you know whatever. But the, your and the radio was is. never valid. I'm glad never. it's I'm glad it's diminishing kind Word. of because the radio. The way it's being used was to just put out like if I have my own radio station, I could I put I could put whatever I want out mm-hmm. there, right? And then mm-hmm. also it makes it makes it so hard for other people to get their music out. It's all about politics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's like, yo, there's really good music out, but they don't play that. They play right. the mediocre stuff, right? right? So right. 
where they now play with whatever is like right down the middle you mm-hmm. know you're not gonna lose too many people right you know? exactly so and that, that's 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 just what it is yeah. with like the whole thing and i think we, everyone's gonna have their opinion on how music is you know changing right. but when our parents and our grandparents when they had their music coming out their grandparents are like, oh, yeah, this is trash. Thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. So, the same thing. What, what, do you, what do you think, you know, what do you think, you know, our grandparents thought about Wu-Tang when Wu-Tang came out? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what the heck is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, it's all, I mean, I mean, and part of that is just, I think, just the circle of life and just, you know, psychologically, like, you're going to have, you know, a, a deeper love and understanding of stuff that came out when, you know, when you were, when you were that age, when mm-hmm. you were coming of age type, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, I, I I'm. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like I'm kind of getting to that to that point now where I'm just hearing some stuff like, "This is what this <laughs> is what doing." And you only you only hear because of the um the way people have uh we have access to everything now. Mm-hmm. So the internet has been the outlet for everyone to put their music mm-hmm. out. So that's why you're able to listen to so many things that even if you're not interested in it, it just comes up. Right, it's like right. it's there now. It's right, right in your face and stuff. So um when we return from this quick music break, we're going to get into our Nabra Talk of the Day, Nipsey Hustle's community impact and legacy. Sure, sure. how it is you my star in the sky baby you know it i hope when you hear this it so makes you smile 
Welcome back, Nabra family. You are now tuned in to Nabra Talk. We've had Dante Carter with us today. Yo, yo, what's going on, family? So we are going to get into our Nabra Talk of the day, all right? So this is all about Nipsey Hussle's community impact. Yes, now, sir. on March 31st, 2019, um, community developer, entrepreneur, and musical artist Nipsey Hussle was shot and killed in front of his own store in los angeles california nipsey's sudden death left waves of distress all over social media ever since nipsey was a man who lived within the confines of his purpose um he was a hustler man of honor he loved his community and was all about his business um when he first started out he was selling his mixtape cds for a hundred dollars each and he sold a thousand copies you heard about that yeah definitely definitely yeah. so i uh, I've been I've been knowing about Nipsey for for a little minute. I I'll say I first heard Nipsey on a Drake song actually, in like in like oh nine like twenty ten type. So I I've been I wouldn't say like that made me a fan you know but that like you know I knew who he was since like then. Okay. You know what I'm saying so yeah I remember when the when the Crenshaw thing happened when that dropped you know what I'm saying and, and you know and Jay Jay bought like a hundred copies or you know what I'm saying something yeah. crazy like that but um yeah so I've been I've been I've been following him you know for for a little bit okay you know what I mean? yeah so the, the, the thing with Nipsey with me is um I knew he was an artist right, right. and the thing is I was like I've heard about his name before mm -hmm. I just never took the time out to listen to, right. to listen to his music. Right. Um, but I knew Nipsey more as a community person. Like I knew him more as an investor, right. which is crazy. It's yeah, like yeah. you would think the first thing you would think of is like music. Right. But it's like now, nah, right. whenever I seen his videos, he was talking about money, right. building businesses, right. and all that stuff. So, um, speaking of that, he actually developed a technology hub in Crenshaw to help bridge the gap between Silicon Valley mm -hmm. um, and residents from his community. So he's pretty much trying to help them get to that level of like um, career wise, right. or like technology right. and everything right. like that. Um, he purchased the strip, the strip mall in Crenshaw, which then he, which then became his marathon clothing store. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, he created the STEM program in his own hometown. Um, he was working on also getting more, like more real estate in the middle of that um, right. whole um, debacle. So, from a scale of one to ten, how much of an impact did Nipsey have on his community? I would say on his community, as far as LA, or you mean like the black community in, in general? Black community. I would say, I would say in general, I would give it like a like a seven or eight. Okay. Because I would just say. I feel like a lot of the stuff that he was doing, he was just starting to do it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what that's what makes it so difficult, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that this is happening is because he was doing so many things that nobody else was doing, but that was so, so necessary. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what made it so devastating because it's like... You know, okay, the music is cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, he was starting to just, I mean, just off just off that alone. You know what I'm saying? Just off the fact that, you say, Victory Lap was his debut, right? Technically, right. Victory Lap is his debut. Nipsey been around since, you know, like, 08. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, he's, he's somebody who 
has gone through the the grind, the grind, the independent grind, messing with labels, and this, you know what I'm saying, all by, you know, still remaining true to himself, you know what I'm saying, to his message and his, you know, his um his image, you know, uh, uh, who he wanted to be, sticking to that, not changing it, and everything was finally starting to click mm-hmm. at the same time, you know what I'm saying. The album, you know, getting nominated for a Grammy, you know what I'm saying. Then you hear about the STEM thing, you have all this other stuff, so it's like, you know, so I would say, I I think social media kind of made it feel like it made it feel like a twenty, you know what I'm saying. But I would feel I I would say because I I think a lot of people like I feel like a lot of people didn't really know that he was doing all all, all that stuff, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like <clears throat> even even just from an artist standpoint, I feel like his star was just starting to to really get where you know it really sh- should have been, you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying. So. You know, and and not only that, but he was doing. Um, I, I remember hearing he was he was working with Ryan Leslie on on some app. It was like an app that that allowed artists to um you know to have like direct contact with fans kind uh. of thing. So it was like if you was on the app, you can get like exclusives like you know you would get like concert tickets early or like exclusive like pre sale stuff or whatever exclusive merch different things like that yeah. and then. You would be able to, um, I want to say, like as the artist, you will be able to see, like, okay, this is like this is where my audience is. This is what they're or oh, they messing with this song more. They're messing with this type of merch or the, you know what I'm saying. You so it's just to, another way to pretty much um, to engage with your fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I want to say too, they had it so where you can like communicate directly to the person. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying or some stuff like. I want to say on the one interview who was saying like let's say if 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 you bought my album, right? It will it, it will come up on the app and I can, I can send you a, a personal thank you like you know what I'm saying like yo thanks Jane yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying appreciate it so you know just I mean he was just doing so much that was beyond music you know what I'm saying that was so 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 important you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying stuff that we needed like we needed another like entrepreneur. You know, type. You know, we're just talking about real estate. Talking about, I mean, the STEM pro. Yeah. Like, come on, like, he that's, was talking that's about next that level stuff. for a minute, a minute. You know what I'm saying? So I like, yeah. So I've been new about the the store. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've been new about that when he was still rocking the the braids down here before he even, you know, before yeah, the, the beard suit, even yeah. came. Out, you know what I'm saying? So like, so yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you know, like you said, like he's been talking about that stuff since since then. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah, His message yeah. is powerful because he literally stuck with it. Mm-hmm. The the the, the mm-hmm. whole the marathon continues. That whole thing, I think that was his entire um, motto from day one. Mm-hmm. He knew it was like it's a marathon, mm-hmm. not a race. Mm-hmm. So um, he knew he had to the grind to do it every right. single day. Right. It's like this is something. This your your life, your purpose. What you really are working for is really a marathon. You have right. to, and it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. does it. It's not because he knows it's not just for him. It's for Facts. his family and everyone around mm-hmm. his community mm-hmm. and also the the black community. Mm-hmm. Now, they say every community has a Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Uh, hmm. Every every community every community has a Nipsey. You just don't support them. <laughs> Uh, possibly. I mean, I would, I would, I would like to think that's true. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, if I have the, you know, yeah. if, I, if I, if I really can say that. I mean, I would like to think that's true. Um, there's actually, there's actually a, a, a guy from here. 
um, what's his name, Walter? I don't know if Walter Wimbush. I don't know if you ever ever heard of him, but I, I I've been following him for uh, on social media for a little minute, and I know he's like he started getting into like politics and all you know all this stuff. He's a I would say I I don't know his 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 handle right off the top, but I mean he he's been doing a lot of positive things. But if you if you want to talk about somebody who's like like what do you mean by every community has a nipsey though like like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a comment i've seen on social media like, recently so they're saying like oh y'all have nipsies in y'all neighborhoods like, i just don't support people them. like people that are doing things whether it be like community service or developing things in the neighborhood and stuff like that like anything along the lines of you know what nipsey has done for his community they're saying there are people in our communities who do these things maybe at a smaller degree oh just okay we don't yeah, yeah, support yeah, yeah, them yeah, yeah. the I way mean, we would have like, like the way nipsey has his support and stuff like that yeah i mean okay if, if you want to put it like that then then yeah you know what i'm saying there's, there's always going to be people that's that's trying to do good things you know what i'm saying but you know we i said when you put it like that I, I was thinking more so of, of somebody who was doing all those those things that he was doing like uh, and you know involved the, in real estate yeah, and involved in like you know stem programs and create you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you know i think you we may have people who do like one of those things you know what i'm saying sure but to have somebody that does all of it and has that that same platform that, it's hard that, to find. That's yeah, rare. yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that. I don't know. So um, yeah, I think but, I think what they meant was like more so of someone. There's someone out there in your in your community mm-hmm. that cares about your community. It's just that, and I I think there's some truth to that. It's like we. It's like sometimes people only care when it's like, how do I say this? So it's like if you run into someone in your neighborhood mm-hmm. who says, "Hey, man, I'm trying to do this and that." It's for the community, and I'm trying to develop it in this way or whatever. Sometimes they don't get the support that they need no, yeah, yeah. I, simply yeah, because definitely. it's yeah. like they don't come off as someone you feel like you can, you want to help or anything yeah, like that. True. Whatever maybe, the case maybe they, might maybe be. Maybe they don't have their, you know, their their stuff all the way together, right. too. And that's another thing. It's like, so. you know, it's, it's cool to have an idea. You know what I'm saying? People want to do a lot of things. It's cool to be like, oh, I want to... You know, oh, I want to establish a um, after school program where kids can do their laundry and they can stay to school till to eleven o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it's cool to have that idea, but okay, who's gonna pay those teachers? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Who's gonna who's gonna put those washer machines and dryers in that? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you and know, the food and all that. that right, right, right. So you know, I I think I think yeah, I think you have uh, people everywhere who have a lot of good ideas. And who genuinely want to help and, and genuinely have uh, good intentions, you know, and they and they want to see their community thrive. They want to see the the young people in their community thrive. Mm-hmm. But you know, are we still saying that those same people have? Because I I mean, it's tough. It's tough to do stuff like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, do they have the funds to do it? Do they have? You know what I'm saying? Logistically, the, do they have all? You know, the all resources. that stuff. The, you know, the resources yeah. just in general. You know what I'm saying? But my, but my thing that, is, <clears throat> if you notice, like, someone doesn't have the resources, mm-hmm. right, <clears throat> wouldn't you, isn't it better to ask them, like, okay, what do you need? I see you, you're missing this. How can I help? Like, because sometimes right. we look at him, all right, he don't got nothing together. Like, I can't help him. I think that's the problem. It's like, instead yeah, yeah, of looking at that. the person who's like, okay, he clearly don't have nothing together, 
get back to me when you do have mm. your stuff together. It's like, okay, but there's a reason why I don't have my stuff together. It's because right, right, I don't right, have right, any right, help, right, right, right? right? So instead of put, brushing them off, why don't you ask them or tell them, okay, this is what I can do. Would you be interested in um, um, in accepting that help for that area? Because at least you'll have that portion ready. Because right, I right. think that's another thing people need to consider. No, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I had I had a professor. I took this class. Uh, it's called what's called the the black male, and that was that was a really interesting class. So the professor, one one of the things he said was like, like one like pretty much like one person can't do everything, but like every person can do something. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So, but I I just feel like so and you know if we if we go off that then a lot of the stuff that we need would be taken care of, right? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. If you have let's say you have a a program that we need, you know, we need a hundred, a hundred grand to do this. All right, maybe one person does have a hundred grand, but I'm sure the whole town collectively, you feel me, could come up with that. But it's like, are are we that unified? You know what I'm saying? So now we got to talk about a lot of deeper questions with and within our community. You know what I'm saying? And how how we're we're not really unified. You know what I'm saying? And we don't really see. Cause you know, the, the, the thing about it is like we there there used to be a um you know a, a saying like it takes a village to raise a child. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's very true. The older I get, the more I, I see that yeah, just mm. one person. You know what I'm saying? Because no matter how great our parents are, it's only one person. It's only two people. There's yeah. no way that they know everything that they you know that there is to know to teach you you know what i'm saying so it's like you need all those extra auxiliary people in the community to to show you things show you this okay my you know i'm saying i want to play ball my dad didn't play ball so okay i gotta go over here to you know what i'm saying talk to this dude so he can get me right right type of thing but i just i just feel like people i i I I mean it's a couple things like you know say that's tough because i you know i don't want to necessarily like bash people and be like, oh well, you need you just need to do more, whatever the case. But it's like you know, like life happens. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know the way I feel like the way our economy, the way that you know, what I'm saying this country is, is is structured is like unless unless you're really making bank like that, like most people just like live to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you know what I'm saying? It's like most people just like have their job. Once they get off their job, they're like either you're physically exhausted, mentally exhausted. You know what I'm saying? God forbid you got kids that you got to take care of when you get home. It's like you're spending all this time and this energy all these other places. You know what I'm saying? So it's like by the time that person comes to you, it's like, oh, I need X, Y, and Z. It's like I don't have X, Y, or Z for you. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't got the money. I don't got the top or the patience. You feel me? It's like, damn, like. I wish, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish you the best, but it's like, you know, so it's like, I feel like it's it's true that, on a, you know, on a, on, a, on a certain level, like, each of us can do a little more, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We could all do a little more, and, and it would help, it would do wonders, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But it's also something to be said about, again, how this, how this country is set up that, you know, like, we have people that work a full-time job and can still barely afford to to pay their rent right that's you know what i'm saying so yeah it's like it's nuts like it's the, it should be no no job where you can be there 40 hours in a week and you can't or you can barely afford to to live Absolutely. you know what i'm saying that's that's ridiculous you know that, what i'm saying so that, that topic is for another day though. another yeah that's a whole different show bro. now there's 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 this talk you know so we understand nipsey was you know killed in his own right hood his right. own neighborhood right 
there's this talk where people are saying um, when you become famous or wealthy, this is why you should leave your hood. Mm-hmm. Do you believe we should leave our communities once we've reached a level of wealth? Um, or can we help our community or can we help our communities from a distance? Um, or does it take getting your hands dirty to make that real change? Um, I, f- I feel like we can I feel like we can we can help from a distance. I feel like, and I guess I guess it, it depends because I feel like certain things, certain things kind of need a face, if if that makes sense. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You kind of need like that that figure that you know. What I'm saying people are gonna say like, okay, I I respect Nip, so I'm gonna rock with whatever he's trying to do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The kind of thing. Other things though, I I feel like we can do undercover. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like. He like could, right, yeah. right, um, or even even more so like Hove. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Hove yeah. is doing a lot of little. You know what I'm saying? Like he did. What would he? He he set up like a trust fund for Nipsey's yeah, for kids. Nipsey, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, what else? He like he's he's done help a, a couple rappers get out some. You know what I'm saying? Some law issues. Some law issues. You know what I'm saying? Different things. I think he like he was he was paying for uh Meek Mill's legal Eternal, stuff when he yeah. you know when he was going through that thing. So it's like. It's little little things like that you can do behind the scenes, you know. And I think you have to be careful because yeah, it's like once you once you get to a certain status, it's like you know you're a target. No matter you know what I'm saying, no matter how you want to slice it, whatever the case, like you're a target. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying. There's something to be said about you know because you know with the death of of Nipsey. Hopefully, what comes is like people gravitate more towards his message, right? And they continue that work, mm-hmm. right? But I also feel like we already had somebody that was doing that work. You know what I'm saying? So it's like every, everybody can be a martyr. You know what I'm saying? We have to have some people who survive the fucking war. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And 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 is able to, to you know to keep it going. So. You know, I you know I I think I think it depends. You know what I'm saying? I think it depends. I think with certain things, with certain movements, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes that sacrifice is necessary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So you know, we talk about somebody like Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Stuff so like you know things like that. Somebody like um, like Malcolm, no. like Martin. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like certain sometimes. Is necessary because then it wakes people up. Like, yeah. oh, sh- like this is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they, if they did that to Martin, just nigga, ain't none of us say. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he was, he was the nicest. You know what I'm saying? Type. So it's like, but again, at the same time, we still need people here that actually is gonna do the work. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's tricky. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's tricky. I feel like, I feel like you can. I feel like you can have both though. And, and I feel like I guess the best example of that would be Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who you can see doing little things here and there is really making a difference and helping people you know that 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 are from his community mm-hmm. without necessarily being the face of a movement right you know what right. i'm saying so because i mean because there's there's power in that but there's danger in that too because if you're if you're the face of a movement and you get so big to the point where okay once you're gone your movement's gone too you know what i'm saying so it's like you know, so yeah, I don't know. I, I I say the older I get, I'm more I'm more of the you know real G's moving silence yeah, like yeah, design type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, we can do. I feel like we're at a point 
<laughs> like, yo, I feel like we need like a secret. Like, black people need like a secret. Like, we need something. We need like a secret social media or some some type of back channel thing where we can communicate. Well, to to piggyback mm-hmm. off of that, I think that's our biggest problem. It's it's the fact that everything we do, everything that we are a part of, we, we need about. we talk about mm-hmm. it and we we want to mm-hmm. show our face about it, right? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself. All the major companies that we are using, you don't even know who the CEO no, is. The only know. company you really know about is Amazon. We know who Jeff Bezos is. Right. We know who he look like. And um, mm-hmm. and, and, and Mark Apple. Zuckerberg right, and right, Apple, right. right? But do you know what the CEO of Starbucks looks like? Nope. No. Do you know what the CEO Microsoft? of Microsoft IBM? looks like? Nope. Nope. IB- no. Nope. The, because they put the company before them. Mm-hmm. In case they do go, they already have all that established. Mm-hmm. The company continues, just right. like Apple. Apple mm-hmm. had that whole same issue. Mm-hmm. Still going on. Still I'm going. pretty sure it's not this the way he wanted it to go, but it's still, still going regardless. Yeah, yeah. So I think what black people need to work on is learning how to put the product first mm-hmm. before themselves. Because remember, we love, getting, um, we love getting recognition. Right. right. So it's like... You want your company to get recognized, but you want people to know it's you who put it. But it's like, you need to put that to the side and let people understand that it's the company. If you really care about longevity, because you know you're not going to be here for a long Mm -hmm. time, but you want your company to be here for a long time. So you put your company first and you figure out, all right, who who do I know? Who do I need in my team to still be able to run this when I'm not here. Exactly. And then you you have that whole thing established. And then once by that time, hopefully by the time your company's well established, you have your 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 uh organization built where you just hire people now. Mm-hmm. It's like you you hire a CEO every like 15, 20 years and stuff like that. Exactly. And that's no problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's we need to really like work on that. And that way you don't have to worry about dodging bullets and not exactly. worrying about um exactly. going to certain places because you they don't know who you are at this point. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah, and and I think too two things I say like okay, so I I work for this company. I work for this window company, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. I was like in the lunchroom the other day, and they had like this PowerPoint shit on on the uh, on the screen. Basically, um, it was going through like all the different like presidents of the company. Okay, you know what I'm saying, and and pretty much it was like a, it was like a family company, which I didn't know. So like whoever like started it, like all the presidents were pretty much like related some way to to that person. You know what I'm saying? But again, it's like so this is a company that that probably does. I mean, it's not a huge company, but you're still talking about a, a like a multi million dollar company at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? And you would not have ever known who any of these people were nope. you know what i'm saying so it's like like that's that's the kind of stuff that we we need to be like focusing on you yes. know what i'm saying it's like okay can we have something that we can pass down you know and again it's like we need it to be like we we don't it doesn't always have to be like somebody famous like attached to it right type two you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah i think um the the whole thing is we, you know what it is? It's because we've we were con- we've been conditioned to become famous people. Mm-hmm. So no, it's no, like yeah, that's facts. throughout that's facts. history, if, you know, if you if you ask like most kids, like what they want to do, 
it, it, most of the time it has something to do with like being famous, famous in a way. Yeah, you know what I'm so. saying? And it's like most of the I don't know, I, I feel like I feel like you equate like um like black excellence or like success and making it with like being famous. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you don't like you don't have to be famous. Right. It's like you your brand is more important than your fame. Mm-hmm. Cause and that's the thing, and that's that goes on to my next question. Nipsey, he spent his entire life fulfilling his purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, what does it mean to you? What does what what does what does it mean to find your purpose, and how do you live in it? Um, I feel like f- finding your purpose is is just is just doing doing what you love. You know what I'm saying? But I I think let me say this, like. You, Okay, so like me, like I like you might have like a lot of different interests, mm-hmm. um, but as far as your purpose, I feel like that's 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 be something that you know, maybe like you can't, something that you can't really escape if that if that makes sense, like something that seems more like like drawn to you, you know what I'm saying? Like more like you know what I'm saying? Not 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 so much something that you chose to do, like oh this is the cool so I started to yeah. do this, but something that you just kind of like gravitate to, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it just seemed to kind of like you know come together, mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, living my purpose, um, I feel like I say, do I even? I I, I feel like music is definitely part of it. I feel like family is, is part of it. You know what I'm saying? So I guess for me, living my purpose is just, you know, main, maintaining. Well, well, one is like staying true to myself. You know what I'm saying? First and first and foremost. Yeah. And like not letting, <clears throat> not letting like, you know, kind of like outside things, you know, kind of kind of waver you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? To, you know, be able to, 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 to know who you are and stand strong in that spot regardless of what's going on. You know what I'm saying, but you know, just just remaining positive. You know what I'm saying, making making sure I'm taking care of the people around me. You know what I'm saying, and and doing what I love, which is making music. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, for me, like the whole purpose thing, um, it is. It's about one knowing who you are, of course, but also knowing that because I feel like it all resonates with how you serve people around you. Right. Cause it's like if you and that goes back to the whole business aspect. Mm. It's like if you creating a business, is it for you right. and being coming from famous, or, or is right. it more about the business and how the business can benefit the people around you? Right. So, what when it comes to purpose, I think people need to understand. Like, yeah, you can be talented, but how does that talent, you know, resonate yeah, with your purpose right, and everything right, right, like right. that? And how do you live in it? Well, you have to live in it in a way where mm. you put. It's selflessness, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Nipsey was very was selfless, right? And it, I seen another post where it's saying, "Look at the energy Lauren London had throughout the whole situation. It was all like, yeah, she's hurt, but it's like she still seems very pure." So they say, like, if you a man, you know, as a man or a woman, what you give your partner in the relationship is what they'll give in return. So mm-hmm. it's like, even though she, he passed away. She's living all the stuff that he was able to teach her. Right. That and you can tell everything he's taught her and everything they've experienced, it was pure and it was all love. Right. So Nipsey's purpose went he passed that down with 
his kids, his 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 um um Lauren, his girlfriend, and 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 all throughout his community. Because you could tell, you can tell when people really truly appreciate you. Definitely. And you can tell when, and I feel like even though he's he's died at a young age, he's passed away at, at such a young age, he has fulfilled his purpose. Like right. one of my biggest fears in life is dying before I'm able to at least live like my full purpose. Right. That's right. like my biggest fear. People could say, well, my fear is not graduating college or not making million dollars or whatever the case might right. be. But I think the worst thing is living, living life and not living it to what you were really born to live for. True, true. And that that's the crazy part. Yeah. Um do you have anything else you wanted to say on Abra Talk today? Um No, nah, I think I think we we got through a lot of stuff. Word, word. I really appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah, no doubt. Like I said, it's a long time coming, man. Yeah. I'm glad to be here for sure. Um you wanna give out your social media handles? So oh sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh you can catch me on Instagram at Catcher in the Vibe. That's uh, everything is, you know, spelled, you know, normal. Catcher in the Vibe. And um, I mean, that's it really. Like, I don't know. I'm not really on Twitter. Not really on, on Facebook or nothing. So, you know I mean, I got, uh, so you can catch me on the Instagram. SoundCloud? My, yeah, my SoundCloud link is on my Instagram. It's the same thing, Catcher in the Vibe, you know, so SoundCloud.com forward slash catcher in the vibe um i got a couple singles on um on like apple music title and stuff like that so if you go in there same thing type in catcher in the vibe all one word you know what i'm saying then the kid will pop up word, word word if you guys would like to join the conversation um from uh from our number talks follow us on instagram at Nabra Talk, subscribe to our podcast. We're also on Spotify now. Um, and follow us on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app. I'm Gene the Genius. This has been another edition of Nabra Talk, and we are out of here. That's a wrap. <laughs>